Welcome to the Bulldog Beat, the podcast where we take a look at all things footy, but with a twist. I'm Rana Hussain. And I'm Nasha Barfen. Like Rana said, all things footy, but with a twist. This podcast brings you hidden stories from the world of Aussie rules. And the people telling these stories are not the sort of voices you'd normally hear talking footy. That's right. It's a special project by the Western Bulldogs together with the Islamic Council of Victoria. And it's presented to you by women who are culturally and religiously diverse, but who just love their footy. Women like me. And me. So in our first segment, we take a look at how the Bulldogs went this week. Is it bizarre to you talking about the Bulldogs as a North Melbourne fan? We're all inclusive here on this podcast, sis. Even North fans are welcome. Now, just out of interest, who do you barrack for? The Demons. My sympathies. Uh, anyway, <laughs> round two of the AFL Premiership season. Nasha, what did you make of the Bulldogs' demolition of the Saints? Was it a demolition? I think, look, it was definitely decisive, a uh, 57-point win over St Kilda. It's, uh, it's a pretty amazing start to the season for the Doggies. Yep, the Bulldogs have won both their matches this year after the 103-38 to win over Freo in round one. Definitely a demolition there. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing the, the media have called the Bulldogs' playing style is... Sexy! <laughs> Sexy. Sexy. <laughs> what does that even mean? Right? I know, right? I mean, this is why people like you and me should be commentating footy. Other than sexy football. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I thought it was a really strong defence, strong defensive strategy. Um, I think they did a really good job. Yeah, exactly. They, they managed to restrain St Kilda. So, that, so their defence pretty much won the Bulldogs the game. It just made the Saints attack so impotent. Nice pun there, Nasha, if we're going with sexy. Uh, sexy football. <laughs> with sexy football, indeed. Uh, but you're right, Rana, the Bulldogs' defence was spot on. So Dale Morris, Easton Wood, Marcus Adams, those guys were really putting pressure on the Saints. I thought that led to results uh, for the Bulldogs. And, of course, next week's a massive game. The Bulldogs face the reigning Premier's Hawthorne in a match that I think even the footy neutrals will be keen to catch. Absolutely. It's going to be a cracker of a game for round three and sort of a real test for the Bulldogs, who, you know, are always a team that you don't really dismiss if you're a fan of an opposing side. No, they and their sexy football aren't going to make it easy for the Hawks at all. You're listening to The Bulldog Beat and in keeping with our aim to give you stories on footy with a twist. Next up, we hear from an unusual AFL Nines team. That's right, Nasha. Last year, a group of people from the Indonesian community in Melbourne decided to tap into their 20,000 strong community to see if there was any interest in playing footy. And absolutely, 
There was. They put together a motley crew of Indonesian international students and Australians of Indonesian background. Uh, With the help of some Australians with a connection to Indonesia, they fielded a mixed team in a local AFL Nines competition. They called the team the Krakatoas. After the Indonesian volcano. Now, you have to understand this had never been done in their community before. So you had these little Indonesian girls in headscarves coming up against these well-built Aussie opponents. And they didn't do too badly either. Their first game in that AFL Nines comp in Faulkner Park in South Yarra, they got thrashed. But then they got better. And at one point, they were against the top side in their competition, which included an ex-Hawks player who was part of a VFL side. And during that game, they actually led at half time before narrowly losing the match. Do you know how they finished that competition? Third on the ladder. Wow. So now we'll join the Krakatoas as they man their stall at an Alun Alun. A what? (laughs) An Alun Alun. It's like a market or a bazaar held outdoors. So they're at a stall at this outdoor market in the grounds of the Indonesian Consulate General, which is in Queen Street in South Melbourne. My name is Gian Chandaputra and I am the captain and one of the founding members of the Krakatoas Football Club. It came about initially in middle of 2015 uh, between a chat um, between myself and two others including Nasha Buffin, the AFL Multicultural Community Ambassador of the Year actually in 2014 and as well as Ian Shira from AFL Indonesia. Seeing AFL and Indonesia together, and especially in an event that is for Indonesians, uh, sparks a lot of curiosity. We came together and we saw an opportunity for AFL to become a sport that unites Australians and Indonesians. We know for a fact that Indonesians are obsessed with sport, but they haven't quite gotten into AFL yet, so we saw an opportunity there. So, uh, in effect, uh, Indonesians can also learn more and be part of the Australian culture. Hi, my name is Katrina Reed. I play for the Krakatoas. Um, I joined last season for the first season, and I have now, following doing that, I am now the Australian Indonesia Youth Association Sports Officer and I'm trying to grow the Krakatoas even bigger if possible uh, into other sports like netball, futsal, maybe pinch-up sila. A lot of people know that footy exists, so obviously they're living in Melbourne and uh, anyone who lives in Melbourne, um, you're uh, bombarded with, uh, with football everywhere. So they certainly know that it exists, they have a, a vague concept of, of, uh, of the game but they, almost uh, everybody doesn't know how to play it and that's why we're here. Yeah, I just think it's so fantastic there's such a big turnout and you just realise how big the Indonesian community in Melbourne is so it's just really nice to see everybody here. And it's surprising to me that we're sort of, I as the only Australian Indonesian based organisation here Hi, my name is Haikal Irsanda. Uh, I study marketing at Monash University um, and I'm involved in Krakatoa Football Club. Uh, I play as a midfielder and been loving it. 
Um, so it's actually a funny story because um, I was actually just walking in the street of um, Balaclava and then I met um, Daniel, uh, Daniel Brooks and Sam Shanksy and they, kept, they, they were walking with a, with a batik, a traditional piece of clothing of Indonesia and they just said, hey, um, are you Indonesian? And I said, yes. And they invited me straight away. They were like, um, hey, do you want to play AFL footy with us, AFL nines? And I was just very, very excited to be part of the team. I know that previously Indonesia has fielded a team at a competition called the Harmony Cup, if I believe. Uh, but that was several years ago and it hasn't been, it hasn't really taken off in terms of engaging Indonesians. So that's another opportunity that we saw. It's a long-term engagement really, not just a one-off competition. And when we founded the team, it was initially to start for the AFL 9's competition, but with the hope of this is a start to get the Indonesians uh, interested in footy, not just watching them, but actually playing them. And our experience, um, you know, shows that actually when they actually, you know, touch a footy and have a kick and have a handball and actually play it, they actually, you know, it's really easy to get into it. So we're very encouraged by, uh, by that. And this is very much a first step. So before I joined uh, Krakatoa's, I, I sometimes play footy with my friends, with my high school friends, maybe once a fortnight, um, maybe once a, once a month, uh, but it's generally just for socialising, uh, but not really into the um, uh, competition basis. AFL 9s is, we reckon, a very good place to start because probably one of the main challenges for any Indonesian who's not familiar with footy yet to get into it is the sheer physicality of the sport. So what's great about AFL 9 is, you know, there's no hard tackling. You just replace it with touching, which is perfect, which kind of suits Indonesians who are probably smaller in stature and a bit quicker on their feet. So we saw that as a as an entrance really to get into footy. Uh, I've certainly told them that uh, we're involved in a uh, competition which is a non-contact one but no one's expressed any um, any concern or, or hesitation because of that. At first it was a bit strange, um, I mean it's, it's touch footy, um, it's mixed, mixed gender but once you get going, once you get um, playing um, it's, it's very very fun and I encourage people to, to join. Probably the most significant challenge is ex explaining the rules. It's AFL is one of those sports where, you know, the the rule book is, is thicker than the Bible and the Quran combined. You know, so it's pretty hard to explain <laughs> uh, small rules one by one. But we sort of overcame that by just playing them really and by showing how it works in the actual game rather than explaining it you know t in a textbook kind of way and eventually you know by and large the at least the bigger picture rules of you know six points one point you, you marking uh, kicking etc it's relatively easy to follow and that's a uh, that's one of the advantage of being a soccer-obsessed nation as well. A lot of the rules or tactics are quite similar, so it's not a completely alien concept. 
Well, the last game was was pretty hectic. Um, we we had uh, almost uh, I think 15 people supporting us. Um, it was really overwhelming. Uh, and also there was uh, I think SBS Radio was also covering covering the match. Um, and also uh, Busset Magazine, uh, I believe. And um, yeah, it was very very um, exciting. Uh, I never thought that uh, that amount of people would have um, come supported uh, the last game. Uh, it was very uh, tightly contested match. Um, I think we won by a goal or two. Um, the feeling was unreal uh, for for uh, Indonesian Indonesian Australian uh, football team to c- come third in a, such a competitive um, league is uh, is such an achievement. You know, trying to come up with tactics or training, we we just you know think about what would influence a tactic usually who's quicker who's better on the mark who's a great kicker who handballs well who runs into positions well so we didn't have a second consideration of oh that person is a uh, Muslim woman wearing a hijab so how would that influence a game none of that applied so and that's I think one of the great it, it's a small example that shows the uniting force of sport and footy in particular it's that no matter who you are, um, it depends on your skills and your ability to read a game, etc. And if you play, then fantastic. Come down to the Aya stall. It's between the Matabak and the best satay ever, and you'll see us there. We're in the quality, We're in the quality corner of the Alon event. You're listening to The Bulldog Beat with me, Nasha Barfin and Rana Hussein. And that was an introduction to the first AFL Nines team from the Indonesian community, the Krakatoas. The piece featured the voices of coach Ian Shearer, who works with AFL Indonesia captain Gian Mohamed, and player Katrina Reid, both of who work with the Australian Indonesian Centre at Monash University. You also heard from Krakatoa's players Sam Schlansky and Heikel Irsnada, who are both uni students. Now, the Krakatoas have just had their awards night, and Heikal, whose voice you heard in that piece, was runner-up for Best and Fairest by a small margin. The captain, Gian, who you also heard from in that story, took out the award for Best Mark. And the award for Biggest Improvement went to one of their Indonesian female players, Sophia Youssef, who is studying here in Melbourne. So they're definitely on the way to tapping into the sports-mad Indonesian community here in Melbourne with Aussies coaching and helping them, but ultimately the Indonesians in the team playing a dominant role. And if you want to know more about that team, you can look up the Krakatoas Football Club on Facebook. Now, Nasha, you and I were both AFL Multicultural Community Ambassadors, and I am again this year. Fantastic, as I as am I. Oh, yay. Uh, we're suckers for, uh, for punishment, <laughs> yes. but certainly good times. Now, in these roles, what we do is we introduce and promote footy to our local communities. The program runs each year, and on the podcast today, we hear from someone who got so much out of it. She's coming back. Karen Wang. I'm a recent marketing graduate from Deakin University and I also volunteer as an AFL Multicultural Community Ambassador. Fantastic. Okay, so the first thing I want to do is to find out your story. (laughs) So, um, So what's your cultural background? 
Well, my cultural background is Chinese and Vietnamese, like my mom's from Hong Kong and my dad's from Vietnam. And I was born in Australia, but I knew nothing about foot football or Aussie was any sport whatsoever until I started schooling, like going to primary schools and just my peers talking about it. I still didn't know what they were talking about. I needed them to explain to me, what is AFL? Like, why, why are you so into it? Yeah, and I started watching on TV. I didn't like it at first because I'm a girl. I'm not that into it. It's like rough sport and men, you know, bashing up men, tackling. I didn't know it was called tackles. Yeah, but eventually um, my brother was into it and he went for Collingwood and started turning the TV on, watching it every week. And that got me watching it because every time I walked past in and out the lounge and I would see bits and pieces. I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And then eventually I just started watching it with him and then I slowly got into it and eventually I went for Collingwood as well because he went for Collingwood and inside his bedroom it was all these Collingwood posters, all these players, I had no idea who they were and then that's how my passion grew. So would you say within your cultural background footy was something that people got involved in? Um, I would say not necessarily, like coming from an Asian background, like Aussie rules isn't really an Asian sport, like with Asians, like they're more into tennis, badminton, that kind of thing. And Aussie rules AFL is Australian Football League, so it's only played in Australia. And with, because Australia is so multicultural, you have people coming from all different um, countries and backgrounds, so that's how people learn about it. So that's how I got to learn about it. (laughs) What do your friends say when you're so heavily involved with AFL? How do they react? Well, my dad was like, you are such a boy. AFL is for guys. Like, all these rough tackles and, you know, these big muscles. They're for guys. Like, I don't know why you're so into it. Um, obviously, my friends, they were, one of my guy friends was like, I've never met a girl who's so into football and sports (laughs) I mean I do classify classify myself as like a tomboy with a touch of girliness like aside from sports I do like to like do the usual girl stuff go shopping and high teas (laughs) yeah definitely Um, what about your religious background Uh, we're meeting in a cafe very close to St Jude's Anglican Church uh, is your is Anglican your denomination? Yeah, Anglican is my denomination. Um, I, I became a Christian as well in 2011, and ever since that, I've been um, going to church. Um, at university, I was involved with Deakin Christian Union. I was on the leadership team as well, doing marketing activities for them. So um, religion is definitely a big part, and that's why I look up to Gary Ablett Jr. a lot because. He's not afraid to come out and say, oh, he's Christian footballer. And, you know, I was really touched by his Brownlow speech when he won the Brownlow. He thanked God for where he is today. So definitely. Do you know what what Christianity's position is on, on sport? Just out of curiosity, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the Muslim position is on sport. We, we see it as something that's necessary to sort of take care of your body as something that's a trust from... Is there something similar in Christianity, perhaps? Well, in Christianity, it's all about Jesus. So I guess, like, with sport, it's more like a recreation, like a social event. And it's just an opportunity for um, 
all Christians get together like to know each other like a social event like I'm part of uh, a Bible study group as well and we're pretty close like meeting up once a week just reading the Bible together doing some fun social activities and it can involve football at times definitely yeah but um, we also have a group called Cross Cultures which is affiliated with Melbourne University Christian Union and a lot of students there are from international students and they're always asking me, what's he doing in Melbourne? And I said, there's always AFL, there's cafes, there's heaps to do. And they're always like, I've heard of people saying AFL, but I don't really know what it is. And that's when I get the opportunity to take them to a game through my role as an AFL multicultural ambassador and introduce them. And they really love it when they get there. They can't stop asking questions about the game because they don't know the rules. And so I'm more than happy to explain it to them. And they find... When two players are tackling each other, they find it funny. Like, even if it's not a funny tackle, like, no one's getting the pants pulled down, they still find it funny. <laughs> um, what was, uh, what did you find most enjoyable about last year, which was your first year as a multicultural ambassador? What was the best thing that you found about it last year? Well, as a first year, I was so excited working with a bunch of passionate people wanting to build relationships between their communities and the AFL. I guess the most exciting thing was I get the networks and the connections. Um, in the past, I was able to take um, people to football through AFL community ticketing program, but being as an ambassador, I got to go that one step further and take people on a club tours, and if they really want to play AFL as like a sport but they can't find a team because AFL does consist of 22 players. It's hard to find 22 people to play football with it consistently every week. I can then make contact with um, my AFL club manager or speak to Kashif or David Roden about how this person can get involved in AFL and they'll be more than happy to speak to me about different programs that are available. Welcome back to The Bulldog Beat, where we present stories about footy with a twist. You just heard from Karen Huang, marketing graduate from Deakin University and a member of the Vietnamese and the Cantonese-speaking communities here in Melbourne, about this, her second year in the role of an AFL multicultural community ambassador. And to finish off this edition of the podcast, it's time to take a look at... One, two, three, four... What's happening at Witten Oval? This segment is all about community news from the Western Bulldogs. Nasha, what have you got? Well, first up, we heard earlier in the show about how sport is a great way to bring people together. It's also a good way to improve your physical and mental health. Now, the Bulldogs are again running their successful Sons of the West program. Sons of the West, so for the men of Melbourne's Western Suburbs. Correct. The free 10-week campaign will focus on light physical exercise. It's open to all men ahead of the beginning of a main program uh, that'll kick off in June. So right now it's almost like a Sons of the West pre-season, if you want to call it that. Nice. How do you take part? Okay, so they have weekly sessions until the end of April um, at a range of Western Suburbs at Caroline Springs, Braybrook, uh, Deer Park, Werribee, Williamstown, Delay. Footscray West, Laverton uh, and Melton. Once again, uh, Sons of the West is free and open to all men. You can find more details at sonsofthewest.org.au. 
awesome. And the 2016 Footscray Bulldogs VFL fixture is up. Round one is a home game on the 10th of April at Wishon Oval and round two is an away against Richmond at Punt Road. And the VFL fixture is available by following the links at westernbulldogs.com.au. Finally, don't forget, All Girls Oz Kick starts in April at Wish and Oval. If you're at school and a girl who's interested in playing Aussie rules, Oz, Oz Kick sorry, programs don't get better than this, including six weeks of expert coaching, the chance to meet senior women's and men's players, and free tickets to Bulldogs AFL games. I can't wait till my little one's old enough. I almost wish like I wish that I was back yeah, at school. Absolutely. I would completely sign up for yeah. this. The sessions run on Wednesdays at Witten Oval through to mid-May. Again, there's all the info on the Western Bulldogs website. Just follow the links to Community News and Auskick. Play on another the dogs. And now to Easternwood, driving ball inside 50. Cramery watched on, Stringer can go back and kick another Stringer. He just gets tripped, Hill kicks the goal. He's kicked another. The dogs, they answer quickly. At the end of your message, press 1. Hi, this is Lin Jong from the Western Bulldogs, just calling to read the credits. The Bulldogs Beat podcast is a joint project of the Western Bulldogs and the Islamic Council of Victoria. The presenters are Rana Hussain and Hanadi Rabah. The producer is Nasha Barfen. Thanks to our guests today. I look forward to seeing you all at the next Bulldogs game. Go Dogs!